Professor Barry, report to the armory. establishments you have here, young man. I've never seen so many instruments of death in one place. A large gathering of deadly weapons. I love it. Well, today, we're going to discuss the psychology of gun ownership. The awesome responsibility of owning a gun for the protection of your family and your friends. So we're going to uh, go into some of the psychology of it, uh, the mindset, so on and so forth, that you have to have to own a gun responsibly. I will take a spin on the lazy Susan of death. Okay? That's not bad. Right. We're going to discuss the psychology of owning a gun. We have customers coming in every day, I want to buy a gun, but I don't want to hurt anybody. Well, that's, that's not the way to look at it. I have people coming in here saying, well, I have a children, I need a safety on my gun. Well, you just admitted to me that you're not responsible enough to own a gun or have a child. If you're not mature enough to keep your gun away from your child, you don't need one. You need a taser or something else like that. A lot of people want to just scare somebody with a gun. That's not a good idea because if they call your bluff on it, you're not mentally prepared for what's going to happen next. Now, a lot of people want to pick a gun out. They pick one that's too big. You need to handle. The, you need to get the gun that you can handle effectively. I use a 9mm, I carry a Glock 9mm Model 19, and that's the gun that I prefer because I can handle it, shoot it faster, uh, it holds 33 rounds of ammunition if necessary, so on and so forth. But uh, the people need to come in, they need to think long and hard if you could take another human life. If you can't do that, you don't need a gun. Or if you, you definitely value, don't need to carry a gun. Right, if you value a predator's life more than your own family or your own life, you don't need a gun. You need some psychiatric help because the first order of survival is taking care of your own. Now, a lot of people want to pick a gun. They pick a gun too big. A 380 automatic and a 38 special revolver is considered the minimum threshold. You go up from there. Everything under that, a 25, 22, 32, they're all mouse guns, considered mouse guns. If you've got a determined attacker attacking you and you shoot him with a 22, he's probably still going to get you. A 22 will kill anybody on earth tomorrow. A classic example of bullet placement was the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan. Jim Brady took a round between the eyes and he went down immediately. Ronald Reagan was hit under the arm and he didn't even know he was hit. It does not matter what caliber gun you carry. The ultimate bottom line is shot placement. Now, a 380 hollow point will do anything you need to do, and a 38 special will do anything you need to do. But you have to pick a gun that you can handle. A lot of people, guys, want to buy a 45, a 44 Magnum. They don't have the balls to admit that they can't handle that weapon. As I was saying before, the 380 automatic is considered the minimum threshold for defense. You put the right kind of bullet in here, and you, you got all you need. This holds. Uh, this is a burst of thunder. Holds seven rounds in the magazine. It has a hammer drop safety, up to fire, first shot double action. After that, it's going to be single for the next seven rounds. Anytime you want to quit shooting, you rotate this down. Now, one woman brought up a good point. I sold her one of these last week, and she has a little toddler that comes in a room at night, and uh, she wants to leave this gun loaded on her nightstand. Well, it has a key lock on it. Forget about that. 
when this gun is loaded, even if it's ready to fire condition, if you take the magazine out, it renders the gun safe. So what she can do, she can leave this loaded on her nightstand and put this on the other nightstand. All she has to do to get ready, this is your key. You insert the magazine, you're ready to fire instantly. Child is not going to figure all that out, not going to be able to do that. And you can also leave the safety on. That's one more step that a child would have to figure out with this gun. Minimum threshold power. 38 special, air weight. Alloy frame, stainless steel cylinder and barrel. This is minimum threshold. You start out with this with a non-plus P hollow point. It'll do anything you need to do. It's an air weight gun. It is rated for plus P ammunition. You can put a round in here that's almost a 357. There's train. some uh, very nice 38 special loads out there that'll definitely right. do the trick. You, you train with you train with wad cutters, but you use a plus P for defense. So if you if you don't even want that, then have non plus P hollow point, which is more than enough. This gun is simple to use. Uh, it's easy to carry, lightweight. The ideal civilian setup would be two of these. You put one in an ankle holster and one on you somewhere else, and you've got the load evenly distributed. Two different places of your body, you've got two different guns. If you're out with your wife or someone like that and something happens, you can always hand off a gun to someone else. Now you've got two guns facing the threat instead of just one. If you lose a gun or you get disarmed, they're not going to think that you have another one. I carried two of these for years, and every time I would pull that second gun, it would be a surprise to everybody. This is a New York reload. When you run out of ammunition, you go for the other one. But this is minimum, minimum for self-defense. Now you can move up the ladder to the 9mm. Uh, there's a lot of 9mm that are smaller than this gun, but they're harder to handle because they're thin, they're lightweight. Here's an example. This is a 40 caliber Glock 23. This is a 9mm Glock 19. They're identical guns. Identical. One holds more rounds than the other. The 40 caliber holds 13. The 9mm holds 15. Okay, they're the same size gun, same feel, same weight. But I found out that it's a lot easier to train people to fire this gun than this gun. This has a very snappy recoil to it. The 9mm is a smooth shooting little gun. You can also put the 33 round Glock mag in here and have excellent firepower. But this is an example of two guns that are identical, but this one is much easier to fire than this one and train on. I do gun classes. And this gun is very easy. I took a, man, a, a, a woman and her 10-year-old son to the range last week, and that little boy was doing headshots at 7 yards with a Glock 19, and he'd never fired a gun before. And he was doing it in about 20 minutes. This is an extremely easy gun to shoot. This is a little more difficult. A Glock, being as lightweight as it is, has a very snappy recoil in the 40 caliber. Very easy to shoot, a little bit more difficult to shoot. For home defense, get yourself a shotgun like this Mossberg. This is a 20 gauge tactical shotgun. That Mossberg is the only people that make a tactical 20. It's got the breaching muzzle, safety on top, right under your thumb. This gun is easy for anyone to handle. You put a lightweight buckshot round in here or a, a birdshot load and you got home defense that anybody can handle. This is very lightweight. A woman or a child can learn to shoot this in a matter of minutes. 28 Mossberg. A lot of a lot of women come in here. They're single parents. 
we have that repeatedly over and over. We have a single parent that's never handled a gun before. Now, I take them down and I train them on the different guns, but uh, they have to have the mindset. Like I said, if somebody doesn't want to shoot somebody or doesn't want to hurt someone, they have to get over that hurdle first. If they can't do that, then they need to get some other alternative. They can't call 911. Police officers are responders. They respond to something that's already happened. They do not prevent crime, they report crime. So you can't depend on that. You have got to provide for your own safety. Here in Clayton County, we have people over and over telling us that police officers are telling them to arm themselves because they know that that citizen is not going to be protected by the police department. And we, get, we have break-ins around here, we have home invasions. I got people coming in every day, I have got to get a gun, things are getting so bad. Well, yes they are getting bad, but they're not treating the problem. Society doesn't care about what's causing it. They want to they just have a band-aid on cancer. So when you got somebody coming in here, and it's kind of pitiful because we're all raised from children that all human life is valuable. However, a predator Criminals see us as a bunch of sheep in a pen, and they come and take from us whenever they want to. If they didn't think we owe them something, they wouldn't be stealing from us. And we owe them nothing, absolutely nothing. They have bad upbringing, and you have to understand too, a lot of people are just wired wrong. They're wired wrong up here, and they can't, they're never going to settle into society. They're never going to be a, a, a participant in society. And we have to deal with that every single day. We got customers coming in repeatedly. I have got to get a firearm. They don't know anything about it. They don't know what to get. Uh, a lot of women come in and they want a they want a little bitty gun because they've been stereotyped into thinking that's the only gun they can handle. Yeah, to think that that is a gun only for right. a woman, a small right. gun. Men come in. I need a I need a gun for my wife. I want something small. Well, okay. And she. And cheap. Had a guy come in here wanting to buy a gun to, for his mother. Well, how much money you want to spend? Not much. Come on, please. A gun, and, and there's all kinds of excuses for that. One, I'm never going to use it anyway. Oh, well, all guns do the same thing. No, they don't. No, they don't. A high point, a 9mm from a high point will hit you just as hard as this. But this is a much better weapon. This is something you can bet your life on. Not some, you know, something cheaper gun like that. If you can't afford anything but a high point, we've already proven a high point's a pretty good gun for the money. And if you've got a family to protect and $169 to spend, you get yourself a high point. A high point at home is better than this on layaway, any day of the week. But when you can afford one, you need to get you a better gun. So, Barry, the psychology of gun ownership, I mean, it just seems like people are brought up you know, I'm not going to say wrong, but you know, the American upbringing as we've come to know it has changed drastically, drastically. in past years. And I think that that's what a lot of this comes down to. You have these people that come in. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to. I don't want to have to shoot anyone. You know, people say I just want to pull the gun out and flash it and scare them away. Right. That's all Hollywood. Right. That doesn't work in real life. You know, someone that's determined enough, if they want what you've got, they're going to get it, whether they got to kill you or not. Well, the thing about it is, if you've got one of these, you have options that you don't have if you don't have this. Exactly. I can make up my mind whether I want to defend myself or not. If I've got this, I have nothing. I can't defend myself. That's correct. How are you going to protect yourself against four or five thugs uh, 
barehanded. You can't. Well, you can, but you're not going to stand a very well, good chance. <laughs> it's, it's very hard for somebody to surround a man with a barking 38 in his hand. Mm. Very hard to encircle that gentleman. So, this you know, true. you have to pick what you, but this gives you options. If you have this gun and you get in a tight situation, this will allow you to keep a cool head. And that is, that is the most important thing in survival is your attitude. This will allow you, you know that if you have to, you can defend yourself with this gun. That's right. You and have a, um, a good figure, historically, is Wyatt Earp. You, right. you look at all of the, um, you know, the stories about Wyatt Earp and him as a lawman, and he was known for keeping a very cool head right. and being one of those types of law officers that would only use his weapon when absolutely necessary. But he knew that he had it, and he knew that he could use it if he needed it. Right, and other but people... he would always, you know, take care of a problem without the use of his gun. In most and cases. other people knew he had it, too. So that, that was a deterrent as well. Absolutely. Uh, while Bill Hickok had a reputation, his reputation far exceeded him in real life, and people wouldn't face off with Hickok because of his reputation. He practiced with his guns every day. Uh, he was a hell of a good shot, uh, and nobody messed with him. So it's the psychology of it. You have to, This will allow you to keep your head. You know if you have to take a human life, you can and that's an awesome responsibility, and you need to think about that before you ever get in a situation. Because after once you get in a situation, it's over. You don't have time to analyze what's going on. So if your wife or kids or you are threatened, you need to act immediately, and you need to act, and you need to be knowing how to use this. You have to make up your mind that your life is more important than them. That is correct. And if once you make that determination, you're on you're on the way to being responsible. Going on. That is correct.